What's going on, everyone? Welcome to your one-stop shop for everything empowerment. Welcome to the Speaker Vision Podcast, where we don't only speak our vision, but we execute it and bring it to life, where we overcome obstacles, overcome conflict. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. Adversity came, I could have fell apart, but I chose instead to follow my heart. When adversity comes, I will never run, I will adjust, adapt, and overcome. Vision. So happy to have you all here with us today. We have an amazing guest to help us. You know, we're going to learn more about this guest. We're going to get to know him and learn about all the amazing things he's doing in terms of the entrepreneurial journey he's been on, as well as the businesses that he's created. Learn more about him and see how it can assist us and empower us to grow. So without further ado, I want to introduce Mr. Suman Kanyugante. Thanks for the great introduction, Tarek. It was awesome. <laughs> Absolutely. It's probably subpar at best, but you know, we'll we'll, we'll continue to grow on this journey. We, we're going to raise expectations. Uh, we're going to continue moving forward. Nice. And so... And so, Suman, you have, um, as a business owner, as the different things that you've created that we're going to get into and educate people on um, personal AI and all that, I want to ask you first, in terms of your journey and you reflect to where you've got to how you've gotten to and everything like that, language is something that's very important to us on the podcast. And if you could think of one word that has made you think of how you got to where you are now, what would that be? My life, my life is becoming short. Um, one word could be, I would say grounded. Hmm. Okay. Okay. And, and th- that, that's an interesting one. We haven't, we haven't came across that, that word too much <laughs> here. So <laughs> tell me, tell me, um, I, I think it's extremely important, but tell me why grounded? I think in the entrepreneurially, you you always would have like ups and you always have downs and you know you have good amounts of swings. You have times that are stressful. You have times that are exciting. But I think what's more important is to stay grounded into what your mission is and if you are making progress towards that. So I always try to think about it as, you know, uh, being able to control and maintain a steady state and stay grounded in in your business journey in your entrepreneurial journey i think is important but but you you have created some really neat and innovative businesses and um you've worked on these different technologies when you think about being grounded what are the things that assist you and help you to be grounded along your journey i think it just comes down to accepting or embracing the reality without too much of you know emotions either steer you in a different direction or in a in a uh, direction where you may not want to head to uh, whether if those emotions are like super happy and highly you know successful uh, you know outcome or a stressful outcome that is like leading in a you know in a direction that you don't want to head to so I think I think it just comes down to having sort of a like a support system, at least for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the support okay. system could be people. That support system could be you know some habits, and that support system could be uh, some technologies and some tools as well, right? Mm-hmm. So I think I think figuring out a system for yourself where you stay grounded and focused and push forward into the mission um, 
uh, I, I think normally normally works, I guess, for me, right? Otherwise, it's easy to quit. It's hard to start, right? Mm. It's easy to celebrate and it's, you know, hard to come back and fight. Um, so I think I think by having like this common principles that I try to practice myself, which is like, okay, that happened. Okay, what's next, right? Yeah, yeah. I think not getting carried away too much in either directions, I think uh, helps you balance our lives you know, when we are dealing with extremes of everything around you, rejection, acceptance, right? I can go on and on, but yeah, that should probably hopefully give us some examples of it. No, no, but absolutely, you know, and I, I have to repeat this and emphasize this for the people in the back. Um, it's easy to quit, but hard to start, you know, that that's so true. And so when you're talking, when we're thinking about your journey, and I promise everyone we're going to get to the businesses and the technologies here shortly. Um, but when you talk about easy to quit, hard to start, can you talk about your your journey and how you ended up um, coming, moving out to San Diego for school and everything like that? And what that situation was like before, um, before IRAM, before personal AI. Can you talk a little bit about that journey? So I grew up in India. So if you really want to talk about the journey, okay. I grew up in India and I came to United States when I was 21, right? Um, and believe it or not, I never hopped on a flight before I came to US. <laughs> so wow. the, my first flight ever was actually landing in St. Louis in the United States in Midwest. Uh, so you can imagine the dramatic shift on, you know, the kind of the upbringing. And even in India, I grew up in like a kind of a smaller village. It's uh, not necessarily like a, you know, Mumbai or Chennai or a corporate uh, world. It was it was a small, you know, educational town. You know, that's what we do. We just study. <laughs> the whole town is about studying. Right. So, so I guess in, in regards to Chennai, I think once I came to U.S., um, I continued my education, the, the spirit of like just learning more. I did my robotics and, you know, by nature of like, you know, any immigrant, I, you know, simply follow, like trying to figure out where exactly uh, I would fit and, you know, move the needle in terms of creating products and join, get a job. So I was at Caterpillar, I was at Qualcomm, I was at Intuit, like, you know, major corporations. Wow. Um, and I think over a period of time, I think I surrounded myself with like good friends, you know, good people. Uh, good ideas and good companies and good technologies, if you will, as well. Mm -hmm. There was a point in time, it's like, okay, what next? Because uh, I, I do remember kind of the moments where, you know, I feel like I can deal with any technology, I can create anything, but I don't have the sense of like how to start the business or how to go about it. Uh, so that's something I was missing. So I went back to the education. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Later on, I have a second master's in my MBA as well, because there was there was something missing. Uh, in regard, you know, besides the engineering, besides the technology, besides the people, which is just understanding uh, the strategies and the business. So I went to business school, um, mm -hmm. and the end of the business school was the beginning of IRA. So uh, I literally started. You know, it gave me confidence. It gave me uh, the energy to say, "Okay, I'm going to start this thing." You know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. That that's that's so neat. Um, when you talk about your journey, never had been on a plane, um, and just trying to figure out where you fit in the world and and in a, in a brand new country, right? Mm -hmm. But someone who 
And this, this is my last question before we start getting into the business side of things and the exciting things. People probably saw personal AI and were like, I got to get all over this um, and learn more about AI because it is in a technology that people are interested in and want to learn more about. But before we get into that, I just want to talk about a little bit of the innovation piece here. Mm-hmm. Someone who had worked at some of these different companies that you're talking about would be some people would be like, I made it, you know, I, I made it. I'm where I am. I'm where I need to be. I'm content. I'm, I'm going to work here for the next 40 years. And that's it. What made you want to continue moving forward? Well, because you said it before, you know, it's hard to start, easy to quit, easy to quit, hard to start. So what made you want to continue that? Maybe a upbringing, I think. Um, a bringing, I mean, okay. I, I, I think uh, just just thinking through the past, like I talked to my co-founders and, my, you know, people that I interact with every day. And some of the stories are like unbelievable, right? Um, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it time goes by fast. Yeah. And the life, the, the, you know, the, the, how you spend your childhood, you know, my, my parents were going and working at a government school. Uh, you know, it's like making, you know, month over month um, uh, in terms of like living, right? And then you move on, you know, work hard, you know, make things happen. And then you find a home to live in. And then you, you know, uh, try to go to good schools and good education. Right. Uh, so I think generally my life has been a step up, like almost every year is kind of how I see it. Mm. So it's always almost was building on the past experiences of what you have created or what you have done, right? Mm -hmm. So I think about life as something that compounds in the experience that you gather over the years in the past. So there's no stopping point as such because, you know, there was so much opportunity in terms of like what you would want to be and the kind of life that you want to live and things that you want to create, right? Uh, and I still don't see a stopping point. Like, I, I, I don't know when, um, I guess I will see a stop that this is it. Uh, mm-hmm. So I don't have that milestone or a goal in terms of life, except that mm-hmm. there is always a next step to hop onto. That's interesting. I, I love that. And, you know, individuals who've listened to my podcast and show already, this is something that they've heard before, but you've teed me up for this. So I have to, I have to say it. Um, when I first became blind and started losing my vision, you know, I still had my my friends that I had in the past, but I was at a place where I didn't accept my blindness, right? So I was satisfied with who I was because I still had friends and everything like that, but I wasn't proud of who I was as an individual. And now I've evolved into a place where I'm proud of who I am, but I'm no longer satisfied because of exactly what you just said in terms of taking the next steps, moving forward, wanting more for yourself. Yeah, I think I think it's uh, multiple ways of thinking about how you want to live your life, right? I think, like, for example, you know, even my friends and my people in life, they want to live a steady state that that makes them happy, right? Mm-hmm. Some people want to, you know, have travel around and take risks and, you know, do the climbing, rock climbing and you know, things of that nature that, that gives them, like, you know, exci- exciting uh, adventures and that makes them happy. Um so and I think for me is just like okay, I have 
you know, collected or gathered some of these life experiences, what is the next uh, thing that can potentially be done that has a compounded benefit of all the years of experience that I've created? So I think it's just like an individual thing. I've, I tend to think, and uh, uh, it, you know, it, it's. I don't think it's like a good thing or a bad thing. You know, different people are diff- different and unique in their own ways. Yeah. But it's just like, okay, what makes them happy? What makes them feel like they're living their life? And that's what is most important. Absolutely. Your happiness, right? Prioritizing your happiness, 100%. And so now we're talking about next steps and moving steps and going forward, et cetera, et cetera. Right after your master's degree, you mentioned that you that was when you jumped in into creating IRA Technologies. I know what IRA is because that's how we met. But mm-hmm. do you want to talk to the people a little bit about what IRA is and then we'll go from there? Oh, dear. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. I will tell you the genesis story of IRA. I think that may be like newer information for people who are listening. Uh, uh, so the genesis of IRA, like, of course, I, I was finishing my MBA and then I started IRA. And during those times, uh, I took almost like six months or nine months before I actually incorporated the company itself. So, you know, there is this guy, which is me, like <laughs> holding on to glasses and I'm talking to my like, blind friends and, you know, geeking out, uh, trying to figure out, hey, you know, how do we do this? Uh, how do we take this camera and you know put it to good use so that way we can actually start processing that visual information and then give it audibly? And there is a uh, a little bit of like uh, uh, geeking out with my blind friend. His name is uh, Matt Brock, and we used to talk a lot. And then and and then we we went ahead and started creating this experiment. Uh, so I, I I I had like two Google glasses in my hand and I went to you know, uh, an organization like a local organization here in San Diego. And then I said, hey, this is an idea and we want to test. Uh, and, I, and I have my friend to help me out as well. And and the first agent, the IRA agent was my wife. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> because, you know, you got to start somewhere, right? You got to start somewhere. And it's like, okay, how 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 do we make this thing happen? Um, and then through that process, I, you know, at this organizational event, that's when I met a gentleman named Larry Bock. Uh, Larry Bock is also legally blind, and uh, he he is also a successful businessman. He created like number of different biotech companies, actually, and he's also an investor. So I ran into him. He's like, "Oh, geez, like this sounds pretty interesting. You know, I would want to invest." Uh, and 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 then you know the company started about right. So there's at least like six months of work before you even got your first round of somebody you know who is willing to sponsor like what you would want to do. And then once you started the company, you know, that that's that's the story of Ida, which is like, how can you create a um method, if you will, or a service that can provide this visual descriptions to people who are blind, but at the same time give them their own choice on how to make their decisions about, right? It was like a it was a tough balance. Like almost for two years, we were trying to figure out, no, it's not about like giving help. It's not about telling, you know, step one, step two, step three, and turn left or turn right. It's about creating these beautiful experiences. It's about creating the description of your life. And, you know, I think later, I mean, I think now everybody knows, like, the tagline of Ira is, like, description of life, right? Um, And how can that happen in a method where that individual person, which is a blind person in here, is respected to be themselves, you know, and stay away from the opinions of 
a you know a remote agent like ha, ha, and it was a little bit it was it was a lot of learning process and you know thanks to the community you know welcoming me and there's like tons of tons of hours i spent talking to, talking to uh brand community as well as you probably know mm-hmm. uh so yeah so the journey was amazing and um there is a lot of learnings uh in, in regards to what the you know how, how do you go about like creating an experience that you know people want to use and people want to fall in love with um yeah and i wouldn't i wouldn't do it any different way you know that's awesome and and not only an experience that people would want to use but like their own authentic experience you know being a blind individual myself and knowing quite a few people who are blind trying to figure out what it looks like to understand the world just like anyone else would and get that information and so when when Ira came out and was talking to different individuals about it, about having these glasses or what have you, that you're able to talk with someone to be able to get the information that you may need to help you kind of just describe or um, be able to, you know, conduct yourself and act in the world or whatever information you would need. You know, I, I know that was a technology that people were really excited about. Now, when you've continued your journey and now you've um, transitioned a bit into personal AI. Um, tell me about the transition that you made from Ira Technologies to personal AI, how you did that, and then um, a little bit about the start of that process. Yeah, yeah. So Ira and personal AI, they both are actually connected in terms of thesis, and I'll kind of break it down. Uh, so it's not like an entirely different thing from my perspective. And here's the reason why. Uh, first of all, the backstory for personal AI is I was mentioning about this gentleman named Larry Bock, right? Uh, Larry mm-hmm. Bock, within, you know, working with around uh, 18 months into the company, which is Ibra. He's also co-founder of Ibra. Um, but he passed away. He passed away within 18 months uh, because he got wow. pancreatic cancer like nine months into it. And after nine months, he passed away. Wow. So... After he passed away, um, it it kind of had a dramatic impact on me because I was essentially like learning a lot, and you know, under his guidance, um, in terms of like you know, understanding the problem, creating the business, understanding the terms, dealing with the investors, dealing with the market. I mean, you name it, right? Like creating a business obviously requires like a tons of different things. And after he passed away, there was this like mantra of what would Larry do, right? They always wanted to have or run things by him, but he wasn't there. So that was the genesis of like, what would Larry do? Like, you know, if I had Larry's AI, not just like connecting emotionally, but also connecting intellectually, I wanted to have that access. So if you think about Ira is about augmenting vision Personal AI is about augmenting our memory because what you learn, what you create, what you seek is kind of forgotten. And, you know, every decision, every action that you take is not, you know, on some total of all your experiences that you have combinedly collected or even the people that you had. Mm-hmm. So how do you bridge that gap of access of, you know, whether whether that person has passed away or whether that person you don't have access to because of the status reasons, because of language reasons, because of, you know, whatever reasons, right? Geographical reasons uh, are time. Time is also another problem. Like you don't have access to people because they don't have time. So 
how do you increase access to people and how do you fundamentally solve this problem of uh, augmenting your own memory because you forget uh, and having that instantaneous recall to your own mind having that instantaneous access to other people's mind is where personality comes into play and that's the technology that we went after like shifting from augmenting vision to augmenting memory so would you say that that mentorship and that relationship um with that individual larry would you say that was what inspired you to want to be in this space uh-huh that is a core inspiration yeah i mean it it took like almost 3 years or so to kind of get to the point understanding what exactly you're talking about but obviously i was building iro at the same time right so i think it's right. slowly kind of um uh kind of penetrated to the point where there was an opportunity to kind of start transitioning and creating i mean honestly i tried to do this like as part of iro but i think it was you know different enough that it has to be a separate company altogether mm-hmm. um uh yeah so so back yeah. then talking about like you know virtual you and the digital you like how do you talk to your person uh digitally without actually being there and you know fast forward right now you know we are mimicking how people talk with their own thoughts with their own facts with their own opinions uh in their own authentic manner uh, so yeah so it's beautiful so this is really interesting to me and I was telling you before I'm not going to pretend to know anything about AI you know so so this is going to be truly an education for me and as well as I you know for our listeners those of you who know a lot about AI you know join the conversation in the comments but I I think it's interesting so you mentioned having conversations with your thoughts and memories etc so what is ai what is your company okay let's break it down um, yes please 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 uh at the basics right like at this basics let's try to understand the end as, product as 2 as 2 2 equals 4 as you can get it let's do it <laughs> okay we, have, we, we probably all are familiar with talking to alexa right so you basically talk to alexa that's alexa. where i'm at that's me that's me yeah. that's what when i think of ai that's what i think go ahead <laughs> so there is some form of ai in alexa you know and then you basically ask a question and you get a response back uh think about personal ai as an alexa of you Mm-hmm. right you know obviously mm-hmm. alexa doesn't know how to rate talks about empowerment uh because you know an ai generally or what how people are familiar with is trained on the internet of data even the current technologies that you probably are buzzing and hearing all about such as open ai such as chat gpt such as google bard and you know etc cetera, etc cetera, they're all trained on internet of data what does it mean well it is very similar to you opening up google search and start looking for uh you know let's just say the uh, topic on on uh, you know what are the things that i should be doing you know if i become blind and previously i was sighted right and you basically are gathering lots of information synthesizing etc cetera, etc cetera, to get to that particular answer now ai that has been built uh thus far has can basically synthesize all the process for you and give you that answer in a succinct manner right so ai is nothing but an algorithm or a model that essentially uh, gives you the next level of experience that you would want to simply get to the answers in a contextually like relevant manner very similar to alexa but on steroids now personal ai 
personal AI is the opposite of internet. Personal AI is about the person as, as it stands. So we create a model, an AI model, uh, that actually interacts on your behalf uh, in the way that you would express. And the fundamental difference is the data, right? The data on how Tariq, you know, talks about empowerment versus internet talks about empowerment, mm. right? So yeah, that segregation yeah. allows us to create a model for every individual person. That's our mission. Our mission is to create an extension, if you will, of your own mind um, that knows who you are and what your facts are, what your opinions are, what your thoughts are, and constructs or forms responses, you know, based on the questions or based on the statements that other person is, you know, talking when they're talking to your model. So essentially, Alexa, of you. That's really cool. That's really cool. You know, um, I, I have a couple of different things that I want to say to that. One being, I've been really thinking about this and, you know, I was like, wow, you know, the world would be pretty, I mean, might be too much for some people, but if the world had a few more Tariqs, that'd be pretty cool. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> That's exactly what it is. It's your clone. Yeah. You can have multiple clones. You know, you, now you're scaring people, Simon. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> now you're probably scaring a few people. <laughs> Um, also Alexa and I have become really cool recently because if you, um, shameless plug, if you tell, and for shout out to the people who are listening that did this, um, you could say, Alexa, play the speak your vision podcast. And she does it. It's amazing. Um, 10 out of 10 would recommend. Um, but anyways, I, so you talk about the evolution, having conversation with your thoughts, um, do you see that in a place where in a place of empowerment to give individuals the ability to conversate with themselves and grow their own mind? Is that what you see for personal AI? Yeah, I mean, there is a lot that goes with the personal AI. I mean, the core thesis, the key is um, empowering individuals with their own AI, right? So, the, so, I mean, let's just think about it. Like, uh, you know, over the past, like, um, a decade, right? We are all used to engaging on the internet, right? Whether it be social media, whether it be having conversation on WhatsApp, whether it be, you know, doing the podcast. Right. Um, we are communicating with people. We are communicating and using internet. And we are using platforms, right? Mm -hmm. and, and when you are sending a message to anybody or writing a thing or an article on anywhere, generally you are giving away your thoughts to somebody else. Mm -hmm. You technically do not own anything of it. And that somebody else, or essentially the platforms, have these AI technologies, AI, you know, to essentially aggregate all the data and they kind of, you know, provide recommendations to you, you know, potentially, uh, you know, you are talking to Suman about empowerment and maybe, you know, there is an ad that comes about like empowerment books, right? So there is a consumer utility that companies and platforms are created based on the data, based on the thoughts that, that you would have. Now, that was great because, you know, there is some value in there and there is consumer utility, but I think um, the consumers, though, are also are limited by how much 
utility that they are gaining of themselves. Now, if you flip that narrative around and say, hey, you know what? All my digital footprints that ever existed, all the messages that I sent to anybody will actually go into this digital memory vault of my own, okay? Which is essentially, you know, what we call a memory stack in, in the personal AI world. Right. That uh, think about it as like, you know, structured uh, like units of data that is time bound, right? So it's like, for example, right now I'm saying something, and there is a unit of like data associated with it, which is my, you know, speech and the text uh, on this date and on this time. So if you, if you just like compound that to the entire life, you basically have a digital memory vault of your life, right? So that's your like data stack of all your presence. Um, uh, now, like applying like essentially a, a model, a model is nothing but some code on this data stack to be Alexa of you is what personal AI is. Uh, so when, when you are able to do that, you are not only recalling things from the past that is forgotten, you are ideating or you know, can be with yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Now the beauty is like other people can talk to you, you know, when you are not around or when you are busy. Like the, the, the benefits has to associate by extending like your own mind, but the at the core, it has to represent the individual. So an individual, um, tell, tell, tell us a bit about your service, personal AI. I, um, I get your service. How do I start? What does that look like for the consumer? For the consumer, it looks like a text messaging application. Okay. Interesting. So okay. um, let's just say you hop on personal AI. Mm -hmm. We have a pull-up coming up, by the way. I don't know when this podcast is going to go out. But once mobile app is out, uh, we have some cool uh, announcements coming up, uh, especially with the summer conventions ahead of us. Um, anyway, so the experience is the following. So you basically have an app, right? It mm -hmm. works like a text messaging app. So let's say uh, Tariq uh, sends me or adds Sumana's friend and you send me a message. A text, the text could be, uh, dude, I'm going to start my new business. Uh, similar things that you said in my, what do you call, email. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's called, you know, it's all about empowerment. Uh, and these are the topics that I'm like, uh, I, I like to cover with you. And they said, great, you know, like look for, look forward to you. And later on, let's just say me or somebody else ask, like sends a text message to Tariq saying, hey, man, like you, you have this new business. What is this about? Right. You already said that once to me. <laughs> right, right. So you don't have to say it again. So your AI will automatically like draft a response for you based mm. on like how that person asked the question or that person, uh, uh, you know, framed the the context, right? Okay. And and you you have a choice. You have a choice to say, oh yeah, you know, this is what uh, I said before. This is in my memory because technically it's your memory and your AI you know, in your style, based on how you write and how you exchange these text messages, right. the response for you. Right. So now compound that, like compound that with the number of people that you communicate with, the number of messages that you can send to yourself, the number of things that you tell your own AI about your life, about your things. Interesting. Okay. All right. That's neat. I like that. You know, I, um, I'm currently thinking about 
You know, I, I'm currently thinking about the the amount of emails I probably shouldn't be responding to. Some people are really good about emails and texts and things like that. And I'm just wondering, I probably would be a lot better at that if I had maybe that automatic response that's based on me. Yep, that's what it is. That's cool. That's really cool. You know, you know, Suman, I, I think, you know, in, in our interactions together, you know, and having conversation when I've met you at the um, the different National Federation of the Blind conventions and with Ira and everything like that. One thing that I, I feel like that I've always felt and I've never told you this, but I can tell you now, um, you know, I, I just have admired your it seems like your, your willingness to learn from others as well as your leadership at the same time. And I think that's really neat how you combine those and then put them in a place to be innovative and then solve a problem. Um, I, I I think that's really neat. Um, can you speak a little bit to some of those qualities that I just mentioned and how you are able to be consistent with that in your daily life? Well, first of all, thanks for the admiration. Um, I think um, one of the key philosophies that I always like try to speak up is that, you know, you don't solve the human, you solve the problem. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's been the philosophy even at IRA, right? I probably mentioned it in the, you know, in the speeches and everything else. Uh, And I I think there is something about falling in love with the problem, uh, not the technology, you know, not anything else, not the business. But if if you fundamentally, like, you know, fall in love with the problem and like really think hard, try to kind of assess like what exactly is going on i think we create experiences that are, are like step up right i mean we can use technology to create like good businesses that are 10x more efficient and uh, that doesn't excite me i want to create something that is 100 <laughs> <laughs> x right. um, it has to be a step up to the experiences that we probably you know have never seen before right and that's what i is about right um so yeah, so I, I think I think that that's kind of like how I tend to think. Mm-hmm. And nobody will support you, by the way, when you're when you're doing that initially, because it's hard to come across. It sounds like why do we need this? Uh, and it's it's also not easy to figure out. Okay, how the business is gonna work? Yeah, right. So the, there will be like a lot of barriers, and I had barriers at Ira as well. I mean, Ira was not a smooth sell. Um, and, and the same thing happened with personal AI, but, you know, eventually, like, you know, it takes around two, three years, looks like, for my companies to get to the point where it's explainable. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But, hey, you know, I, it, it's a journey. It's a journey, you know? So so you've been personal AI, h- how long has it been? Um, how uh, long has it been? Three years now. Three, three years. years. There, all right. There you go. That's awesome. Yeah. Three That's years. Awesome. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And I want to go back to the first quote that you mentioned. You don't solve the human, you solve the problem. Mm-hmm. I think that's interesting. And I, I think it's important to emphasize because a lot of people don't recognize that fact. Even that's something that could be simple to you and I in this conversation. And it's probably makes sense to our AI. Mm-hmm. But the idea of not solving the human, solving the problem, part of that conversation is thinking that the problem can't even be solved. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that's really neat because I feel like so often individuals have different barriers and obstacles and they're like, oh, this problem can't be solved. Yeah. I mean, same thing with IRA, right? Like, you know, if you think about why IRA, the brand is the way it is, you know, blindness is not the problem, right? Like if right. you start, if, if your starting point is there, like, you know, blindness is attached to the human, right? And, and kind of what we, I mean, I kind of learned it from the community itself. But if you think about, okay, the problem is that like missing visual information around you in real time, like super fast, right? Mm-hmm. In a in a in a way that will kind of you know um, help you make the decision, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you're not solving the human, which is like you know the the, the like the blindness itself. Like that's that's not the the, the core thesis. The problem is uh, you need this information to be able to make rapid decisions and make decisions and you know experience in a different way. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so you talk about some of these decisions and interpreting information and went from IRA to personal AI, continuing the journey each year is the next step up and, and doing, you know, doing some preparation for this conversation. I come across um, the fact that you recently had a launch. Can you talk and, you know, all your businesses seem to take two or three years until you can explain them. <laughs> so so tell, tell me, tell us a little bit about your launch, what that was, and the evolution of personal AI. Yeah, so this was our public launch, the first public launch ever. Uh, we had done some, like, beta experiment launches before and, and I invited people, but this is the general available public launch. Um, this essentially means that now everybody, like everyone, because the consumer company, will have access to be able to create their own AI, right? And the way to do it is simply by having conversations. So it's, it's almost like as simple as having conversations, I, I mentioned to you, like, you know, texting, right? Like text messaging, um, having conversations with yourself, having conversations with other people, and you are training your AI. Um, and uh, it is already sort of quote unquote assisting you, augmenting you in your conversations, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we walked through some examples earlier of, you know, if you say it once, you don't have to say it again. Right. <laughs> so that is available to everybody now. It's a desktop application. It's still, there is still like some backlog in terms of the waitlist, but it will eventually go away depending on when this podcast will be published. And very soon we will also have a mobile application Starting off with iOS, but you know we'll catch up with Android as well. Okay. Um, uh, when, yeah, when, when is the iOS application coming out? Uh, we are looking at end of May, so let's okay. see if we can pull it through. Uh, but that's gonna be awesome. Um, so you can. Is it's just not about you know one to one messaging, right? It's also you can create groups, so you can create communities. You can create empowerment community and you know bring your people and bring your listeners in and you can start you know feeding in all your thoughts and everybody can also you know start creating their own AI as well. So technically you're talking about this like convergence of like humans and their own AIs kind of coming into these conversations and you know debates and uh, uh, so it's kind of fun. Uh, so we do have some communities that are evolving um, and I think this summer convention you know, everybody should uh, uh, have um, this application or an app accessible uh, to start creating and having these conversations. 
fluidly with their own AI. That's cool. That's cool. And so I, I, I just want to bring this up very quickly. If you're listening to this podcast on, I don't have a calendar in front of me, but like May 3rd, May 4th, May 5th, you're doing it right because that had recently just come out. So this is coming out uh, on May 3rd, May 4th, around that, around that time frame. Um, so that's going to be really neat for individuals to be able to access this application on their cell phones, because as technology has progressed, it seems that we want the technology in our hands to move forward and continue to take those steps and whatever that might look like. But it just seems like that quick instant gratification is something important. And it seems that all seems to be part of the, um, how should I say, part of the problem that you're solving with this innovation in your in your company mm -hmm. yeah i mean think about it right like once you start training or creating your um ai and training your ai it's not just about like suggesting what you would want to say but in the future we call that suggesting like a co-pilot because you are still in control to send it and edit mm -hmm. it mm -hmm. there is another mode called autopilot so in other words you would send that text message back to me automatically you will respond to that automatically uh, right. So if you build your AI uh, and have all these conversations within this, you know, within within this platform, within this chat application, mm -hmm. technically, technically you are living forever, right? Because yeah. people can talk to you, you know, even once lifetime, beyond once lifetime. Wow. wow. Yeah. That's, that's really interesting. And I feel like there's a lot of different places I can go with that answer. We'll definitely have to have you on for a part two, but I have a couple other quick questions before I let you go. Um, in, in that response and answer, would you say there's a certain type of responsibility humans need to have to be able to get the most and understand personal AI? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the reason why it's personal AI. Oh. <laughs> there you go that's true it makes sense sorry Simon. i told you two plus two equals four for me you know <laughs> i like it that's funny that's funny but we are talking about memories we are talking about personal you're talking about like extension of you i mean it has to be uh responsible and the responsibility for me is putting that in the hands of the people. So in a way, uh, we haven't talked about data ownership. We haven't talked about like, you know, model ownership. You actually own the data, right? So right now, if you think about any message, you know, any post, like, you know, we were talking about a little bit about social media earlier before, not just social media, like anything, any presence that you have on the internet, it does not belong to you. You don't own anything. Mm -hmm. With yeah. this stack, we are talking about like digital memory vault. You actually get to own the data, right? Interesting. The model that we crunch, you get to own that model, meaning in the future, you can like kind of download it into a device, if you will, right. and that device will represent you, right? Um, so it's, it's almost like a digital asset of your life. Like you probably have like a lot of assets, like physically, we own things, we own homes. Mm -hmm. This is the thing that you own on the internet, which is your own digital asset, your own personal AI. And that wow. is your responsibility to kind of steer how you would want it to be. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's really neat. You know, I, I think in this conversation, I, I, I would de I'm definitely interested in trying to learn more. And I definitely learned a lot in this conversation. I hope those listening have learned a lot. Um, if there was a couple things that you wanted people to 
one, just being honest, like to get out of your journey, how you've created what you have, how you've continued to make steps up in your life. What would be like a couple things that you want people to leave with from this conversation, as well as understand about AI today? Understand AI today. I would say, <clears throat> you know, I recently quoted this in the launch uh, event as well, which is, you know, 30 years ago, oh, sorry, 40 years ago now, sorry, wow, 10 years, 40 years ago, <laughs> um, you know, Steve Jobs said, do not trust a computer that you cannot lift, right? That was when he introduced personal computer. Right? So that was the beginning of personal intelligence era. So my twist to that one is, do not trust an AI that you cannot steer. Mm. Right, And that should be, like, and I, I think about this as like the beginning of personal intelligence era, because everybody not only needs their own personal computer, but in the future, everybody needs their own personal AI. Mm. Mm. And, and that, that tees me up for, for um, my, my final question here. Well, actually, but before I go to that, actually, before I go to that, what do you want people to know, not only about understanding personal AI, but going back a second to the first part of that question, getting from this episode and learning about you, like what do you hope that people get about learning about learning from you, learning about you? What else do you, what else do you hope you leave people with today? I don't know. I think um, authentic. Being authentic is important. Um, respecting other people is important. <laughs> um, I don't know if you are leading in like specific things, but uh, um, I think I think generally, uh, if if you, if you are on to like creating the businesses, start with focusing on what problem you are solving as well, mm -hmm. uh, and then you will eventually figure out what technologies are needed. Um, so, yeah, so I think those are a couple of things that I would say. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I love that. You know, I think that so often it's almost like talking to you right now is like watching an episode of Shark Tank. <laughs> because because individuals so often, I mean, you know, Shark Tank and it's a show that I watch off and on. And it's interesting to watch people get mm -hmm. excited about finding problems and solving Mm -hmm. solving those concerns and what have you to be able to create something special for the world and beyond. And that seems to be a consistent path for you and what you're doing in the world. And I think that's amazing. And something that I know that I've learned from, from a distance from you and in meeting you as well as um, moving forward just in general. So I want to thank you again for that and what you're doing for the community and the world. Um, last question, you know, cause you talked a little bit about, AI and everyone possibly ha and everyone having their own personal AI, like they have their own personal computer. What do you, if, if there was one word that you could talk about the, your future and what it'll look like for personal AI, what would be one word to describe that and explain that? Trust yourself. Explaining it would be trust your own AI. Um, this is the time to take control. Mm. Um, because if you don't act, then uh, we do not shape how the story from our own perspective is meant to be told. 
Mm. It will be up to the big tech mm. to tell that story. <laughs> you know, so. That I love that. I love that. Because so often I think we believe that big tech, big this, big that, et cetera, et cetera. Sometimes people or consumers don't feel like they have the voice, the ability to steer, to take control of their life or whatever the case may be is. And what you're saying is absolutely not. You have this software, this device, this AI, et cetera, and you can take control and steer your life. I love that. Yep. I love that. That's amazing. That's amazing. Um, Suman, final thoughts. It is uh, wonderful talking to you, Tariq. Um, uh, I look forward to seeing you, you know, some of, some of you at the conventions coming up. Yes. Um, so it's planning time, but it's really fun to, you know, come back and speak to the community. Uh, always stay close. Absolutely. Thank oh, yeah. You. By the way, uh, if you do want, uh, once the mobile app comes out, the way the system works is everybody will have their like personal AI username, like a domain. And okay. mine is S, the letter S dot personal dot AI. So technically, if you go in there, you will follow the links to chat with me. Oh, wow. Okay. So technically, you can, you know, chat with me. And that, that also means that you will, you know, come into the app and you will start creating your own AI as well. That is awesome. That's really cool. That's really cool. Maybe I'll try that the next time before I email you. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> yeah, just texting and messaging because I think that's kind of where the next generation of communications is. No doubt. I think it's email is slowly starting to, you know, be less in our everyday lives. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Cool. Su- Suman, thank you so much for your time. This has been an amazing evolutionary conversation. No doubt about it. And thanks again for your time. Thank you for listening to the Speak Your Vision podcast. Remember, stay tuned for the next episode. Follow all of our social medias for daily empowerment. And we are visionofhope.com for coaching. Remember, not only I am Vision of Hope, but we are Vision of Hope. Adversity came, I could have fell apart, but I chose instead to follow my heart. When adversity comes, I will never run. I will adjust, adapt, and overcome. Vision.